Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Get ready, cause here I come. It's that time of the week again. I actually thought maybe I was a lesbian. <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking, but not saying. This is just a potty for us to chew the fat, bitches to bitches. Stacey and I will go ham. <laughs> Very funny. Coming up this app. I mean, I think I've also had the benefit of learning from some of the characters I've played too. Like, I think sometimes they teach you things in your own life or make you look at things in a different way, which is really useful. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Hello, it's good to be back in your ear holes. What's going on? Uh, we had a hiatus. Did we skip one week and not yeah, talk about it? There yeah. was one week, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We didn't even let you know that we weren't doing it. We I were know. so busy. We got a promotion for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We were chock-a-block, guys. No, no, no. There were, yeah, there was a sneaky week. And they have been a bit ad hoc, but don't worry. That'll all be fixed soon. Yeah, we've, we're looking for a new podcast producer currently. So Christy's really been wearing the weight with this. But one thing Christy does as well is if she she just – I'm exactly the same. I haven't written an article for a long time. So there's when we're not, we haven't done things, we don't necessarily talk about it, even though the other one knows that the other the hasn't The hilarious thing is I knew you – would know it just but I so I didn't say anything I probably should but it got to Wednesday and I'm like people are going to be confused because it's not up so I'm just going to wait till Monday and then bring the new one out then it's you being a silent bomb yeah. to deal with something uh <laughs> so surprising not Mala. oh my god hope you guys are doing well you know what I've been listening to a lot more American podcasts which obviously is a thing uh because there's an actual industry over there mm. for podcasting. Um, so different, isn't We it? have so many amazing ones. It's that ABC crime one that's been taking everyone just by surprise. It's like I think the first four episodes, I forget what it's called. Is that bad? No, I read a, re- I read a write-up on it. I haven't listened to any Let myself, Let me have though. a look because I, I think we should support this stuff. So I just want to quickly get the – It's gone bonkers, it's though, Trace, overseas. Is it? Trace, I think, yeah. Um, it's Australia's number one podcast, Trace. What? Anyway, the point is um, – you know, it is exciting that we get good we, good stuff coming out of Australia, but there are so many things overseas. And I've been listening about the way they do things and how they integrate advertising. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm not all for it. Why? Some of them they go for a for really long time. minutes at the beginning of yeah. their show thanking sponsors. I'm like, get to the point. I just fa- – well, I know the certain ones that I listen to, like Joe Rogan and stuff. I just fast forward. Remember I told you to listen to that and you were in the car and, and I you're gave like, up. you said I, I was 10 minutes in and it was still him talking about, Where he's you know, be? free what f- gigs food or whatever. Oh. So, it's so much. But I fast forward through all that. I've been listening I to can't heaps. because I put my phone in my car oh. in the boot. Yeah. So I can't touch my phone. How are you fast forwarding? I well, I'll do the no, I do that before. I've got, you know, I've got that thing that sticks to the window like the Ubers. Which you don't use. Yes, I do. I've been, because you know, I've fixed it. Anyway. <laughs> when you were driving with it the other day, you actually <laughs> looked like an Uber. Because I was sitting in the back too. It was so weird. <laughs> I've been listening to, um, ra- have you listened to Radio Lab? 
Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're different types. Some of, ones. of them I listen like mini doco things. Oh yeah, yeah. like stories. Yeah, they're so interesting. I was listening- listen to Modern Love. Modern Love. Oh yeah, that's the other one. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like love stories, but not like you know gooey kind of love stories of I don't know everything about romance. It's like adoption. That's and, good because and, I was going to um you know, put all kinds it, of different things. I was even going to put a podcast uh, po- a uh, Facebook post up the other day. New podcasts. So now we should just- do. Let's go through and do our top five as well for everyone. Yeah. So we'll put them on. We'll put it on this yeah, week. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Well, anyway, talk, speaking of people jabbering on, that's what we're doing now. We sure are. Mm. And we need to get to the guests because that's why you're here, aren't you guys, for the juicy women that we have on the show. Um, this particular chick uh, is definitely in our faces again on the reg in every Wednesday night, in fact, um, on Channel 10, the show Offspring. I can't get enough of this show. I'm so obsessed with it. I love the way it's written. It's so quirky and funny but deep. It's just like how many seasons we're up to? I think seven, seven, seven seasons. Seven. Um, yeah. And uh, she plays the role of everyone's going to be guessing who it is Billy, Billy Proud Man. So we AKA are talking about Cat Stewart. Stewart. Wait, Jinx. <laughs> Hello, Cat. Hello. Oh, we're so stoked to have you here because we've had you on our radio show before, which was just a real hoot, but it was quick. Yeah, it was so fast. <laughs> that was fun. It's oh. like you know, it's like a quickie. You know, you just it was yeah, just yeah, it was. Great, but it didn't last that long. It was great, but yeah, it was speed. It was speed dating. So and, let's, let's, yeah, this will be good. And to be honest, I think a lot of women lie about how much they like quickies. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Like I think we think we're really I think we kid ourselves it to depends. say. I don't well, I told my it. new boyfriend the other day. I was like, just so you know, that's never going to be in my top three. That kind of that's that fair. Kind of action. I I don't I can sometimes you've got to be in the mood for it though because I think like what you were talking about when you were said the quickie thing like you've got to be at a point where you're horny enough to have it. So if you've <laughs> if you've had a random but who's doing that without any foreplay? Like I ha- I can't. Like well, if you you're just having a random the door and you're aroused. No, if you're having a random horny day and you're thinking about it, and then by the time you get home, you're kind of already there, like ready to go. I thought I I've was like those. that too, ready to go, and then still needed time. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Everyone's different, you know? Yeah, definitely different quickie timings in my house to your house. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can't handle it. I'm not going to ask you, Kat. I don't want to put you in the situation. The guest has gone very quiet. Yeah. Well, look, you, you're not a virgin because you're going to do the school pickup very soon or the, like, the pickup. Um, so we better get those conversations out of the way before we have uh, children in the car. Um, so, Kat, I don't know if you know about how our podcast works, but we're two radio chicks who talk thoughts we're thinking but not saying on this podcast each and every week and each bring a gem you'll hear you'll hear uh philip the duck who will rein us in to make sure we don't go over um for too long because it can get very easy um anything else Merce? jump on in just you know swearing is welcome over talk is encouraged yeah you know just don't just don't sit back it's a bit of a motto for life really yeah isn't it (laughs) um let's be counted let's <laughs> Let's do a contents of what everyone can expect for the next um, the next little bit. Uh, Mercer, what's on your mind? I want to talk about um, the fact that quiet and confidence are very different things. And I think it's very easy to associate um, somebody that's quiet with lacking confidence and somebody that's loud with having lots of confidence. And I just don't think life's that simple. And I've noticed this um, with your boyfriend, Stace. Mm. They got me thinking about it and then thinking about um, that in my own life and how, I don't know, I've, I've started to look at things a bit differently in that way. Yeah, it's interesting, mm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's so good when you have new people come into your yeah. life too. That's been the nice thing about um, the boy is that watching him get really 
relationships from you and friends and watching him teach my friends or my family. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really nice. nice. It's really nice. That's been an extra part. I want to speak about um, how intimidating it is to talk about seriously thinking about um, planning for a baby at some point and how by even saying the words out loud, it makes me feel a bit sick because of the industry I work in. But I think it happens a lot for women mm. o- across the board because the second you even talk about thinking about it, I feel like everyone's assuming you're about to have a baby because no one talks about the planning mm, because everyone's so scared true. of what the result is. And, and the and funny part is you've spoken yeah. about it on the reg just when you didn't have a partner. Yeah. And now I everyone's say, like, oh, it's different I now. would say it all the time. I was like, yeah. I can't wait for that to happen and I still can't wait. But now it doesn't mean it wants to be tomorrow. But why do we jump to think mm. it's tomorrow? I think it's because mm. we don't talk about it because we're yep. all very scared. Yeah, good one. Kat, what did you want to bring to the table? Do you want to give us a little taste test? Yeah, well, I was thinking, kind of joining, sort of adding to what you guys were talking about, that idea of not being quiet, not necessarily meaning that you're not confident, but also that idea of not always owning what you want or finding sneaky ways to get what you want. And I've chosen the sneakiest career of all because I'm sort of fairly low-key. So for me to be outrageous, I've actually chosen a career where I pretend to be somebody else. You're already in the Thinker Girls posse. Now let's make it Facebook official. Just search the Thinker Girls on Facey, Insta and Snapchat. Let's this get is stuck so in. interesting. Let's get stuck into this because <laughs> did you... Elaborate. <laughs> yeah, but we'll go in. We'll go in now. <laughs> but I think, did you realise that that was happening when you were becoming an actor or now in retrospect, can you go back and look and have a bit of a laugh about it? Yeah, I think in retrospect, I kind of look at it because I was actually quite a shy, quiet kid. But I remember in about grade two, I had a teacher that used to get us to act out stories. And all of a sudden, I was confident and I was really happy to go after whatever I wanted to post someone else. But as me, I'm sort of, I hold back. And I used to work as a publicist many, many years ago. And I've always been really comfortable talking up other people. That was kind of what my job was. But I am useless at doing it about myself. So... I think, yeah, there's some kind of weird, passive, aggressive, sneaky thing going on with my career choice. Sort of, yeah. Is, no, it, passive really ag- is, pass- is it passive aggressive? <laughs> that's that's smart. Quite, is it smart? Passive aggressive is an intense thing to <laughs> say about it, maybe isn't more, it? Maybe, you know, maybe it's not passive aggressive. Maybe it's more just creative because it's not quite owning necessarily. Like I go after what I want privately, yeah. but I'm just, I don't like pushing myself forward, whereas I'm really comfortable playing characters who have no filters who are, are, are outrageous or outspoken whereas I'm rarely any of those things myself yeah it's but quite, I enjoy doing it as someone else that's but that's but that is I think everyone is always going to have a side of them that isn't comfortable too yeah so you get to play yeah. that and that's amazing but I think other people just won't play it but then often look and go I wish I could be more like that. it's because still being fulfilled be. in your life in some way like through your work like yeah. it's not going nowhere. Yeah, yeah okay. and you can learn from, I mean, I think I've also had the benefit of learning from some of the characters I've played too. Like I think sometimes they teach you things in your own life or make you look at things in a different way, which is really useful. But yeah, it just occurred to me as we were chatting just before we went on air that, yeah, what an odd career choice. But it's great. I love it. It's interesting. I did um, six months at NIDA just for an intro in Screen Actors and 
I was we ah. started doing sketch videos and stuff a few years ago for work yeah. and I just I loved um I loved it. I just absolutely adored that part of it. And we did it for to get into radio just because mm. everything's online and trying to find different ways to express our content. And so we started doing video stuff and it was very natural for both of us. But I was so intrigued um into the study and I couldn't believe how many different styles there is because what you're describing is one style of acting right because so many people then do method and all these different ways what did you study and have you kind of gone down that road of you actually hopping into putting your because I think what I learned was that you can I I thought you had to how do I explain it play somebody else and totally be in them but what I learned was what the kind of style I was taught was that you actually pull from your own experiences Mm. Um, but I realized there were so many different ways to approach that yeah, there are a million different acting techniques and and it's sort of big in the States to kind of, uh, some people follow a particular teacher or a particular way of working. Whereas I think in Australia, in my experience, we're much looser, like we cherry pick what works for us. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a technique per se. I, I think yeah, when you take on a character, from my experience, you tend to amplify elements of yourself. So there's always truth in it, you yeah. hope, yeah. you're doing a good job. But it's not necessary to torture yourself overly yeah. Um, so then, you put, you put yourself in the situation. You believe it while you're doing it, but I don't think you have to, you know, sleep on the streets for twelve months and, you know, uh, contracting disfiguring disease to, 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 to play that. You know. So you then, know, I'm interested. You to kill yourself. Because I found that harder when, when other people, like, because I was in a class with a lot of young young people and I was able to draw on lots of life experience. And they weren't as much? Not yeah. always. Yeah. So that was trickier, yeah. I felt, for them. Yeah, it's good to have lived. And you can certainly draw on your memories and your experiences and your imagination and your empathy. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what your experience was like, but I, I don't have a particular, you know, method that I follow. I'm much more instinctive, I guess, and I cherry-pick bits and pieces. Well, I That's wing it at most things. Like, yeah. I, with creative stuff, I feel like, I, I mean, I definitely walked away not having feeling like I would have any kind of um, method. <laughs> I was, like, doing it just to explore, I suppose. But I definitely noticed that I – the less stuff I prep sometimes was my strongest because I was more in my body and my feeling. Yeah. Like, but then all people are different yeah. though, aren't they? The way that they are creative. Like some people well, they so, use, some people might need the method and then that helps them get into their body the most. Well, they would you know? use all of these examples of Kate Blanchett, like going into auditions yeah. and not talking to anyone really? and being really, really um, – and I kind of got that because I guess when people were mucking around all the time, I was kind of like, shut up. Like I need to like <laughs> focus. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they were really um, – yeah, talking about how people she was getting into it in audition spaces where everybody else was kind of looking at each other, trying to seize each other out, being yeah. probably a little bit insecure. It was just, and she's obviously stood out and done quite well for herself. So, so then, Kat, how is <laughs> how how is somebody that was pretty naturally a quiet kind of kid, but then when you would take on a role and you would step into this almost like other other version of yourself, which it still is yourself. I mean, how how did it kind of come about that you went then from PR to going to getting into acting? You know, if it's something that came naturally but kind of had to then, I don't know, take well, on a bit of a different know, form? Yeah, there wasn't a natural pathway. I grew up in the country. I didn't know anyone in my kind of immediate circle of family and friends who was in the industry. So it wasn't something that I kind of thought was an option. Um, so it was sort of something I found, I sort of thought out as a bit of a hobby while I was doing, you know, sensible degrees. And then I kind of did it as a sideline. I found a course I could do at night for three years while I was working in, in publicity and PR. 
And um, and I sort of hoped it would be a phase that I'd grow out of because I knew it was an insecure profession. But ultimately, you just you know you you've got to do what you love, and I have absolutely no regrets. Um, it's you know it's the best. I love mm-hmm. it. But, you know it can be challenging, but I love it. That's so interesting. It is. And it's like, when you say challenging, what would be the biggest stuff that you kind of go, I don't know if I'm going to be able to overcome this or I find that this is really hard. Like sometimes it's not even about the creative stuff for us. It's more about the off-air stuff mm. that I suppose is oh, your, your two totally. hours is your dream and then yeah. the, 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 the shit fight yeah, that people totally. don't know about is the tough stuff. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, the working is the joy. That's what, that's what you know, um, actors want to do. We want to work. It's the... Well, I found it really hard in the beginning when I was just trying to get a foot in the door and trying to kind of start something, trying to get established. And those early years were, were you know, challenging. And, and I, that, I guess some people get really great starts, but most people have to chip away for a while. And I was certainly one of those people. I I really couldn't get arrested in my 20s. It really, the work really only started to um, emerge and kind of, in my 30s. What was the audition so, process was, like for for Billy Cat? Oh, that was lovely. That was a situation where I'd already worked with the producers on another show called Tangle, mm-hmm. which was on uh, Foxtel. Very uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right, right. And um, uh, and so they, they asked me whether I would like to do Offspring, and that was before a script had even been written, and all oh, I knew was oh, that wow. the writer was Deborah Oswald and Nina was going to be Asha Ketty, and they were producing, and that was enough for me. I was like, yes, and it all all worked out okay. <laughs> was there a time before when you said you're 20s, you could hardly get anything up off the ground after you decided, nah, this is what I want to do, this is my passion in life? Like, mm. we, I was listening to a podcast the other day, this, like, entrepreneurial podcast, and it was talking about how there's so many people are so close, they might be like, you know, one year away or one month away or a one week away from finally after all of this time it t- tipping over and getting what they want but then the majority of people go that's kind of too hard and you opt out and that's why there's only such a small percentage of people you know that end up in that position was there a moment where you're like oh fuck this is too hard no i mean i've there've been moments where i've been heartbroken like the the, the audition process can really be tough because you invest, you know, you work really hard to try and get a job and, and sometimes you put on hold for months and occasionally you get on put on hold for months for something that could really make a difference. You know, it might be a film or an international job that would just change your life. And that's happened to me a few times. And you, when that falls through, that can be really heartbreaking. Yeah, that would be so hard. And you start, you, you, could, you could be strong, but how do you not start thinking about what it would be? Yeah. Well, yeah, you start and you start, you know, looking at the, how, yeah, you know, you might mean you're living in a different place, you know, for seven years yeah. and you'd be earning this amount of money. You start rearranging your life in your head and that's, that's happened and that's, that can do your head in. But I've got to say, I've never wanted to give up because it's not just about the, the jobs represent something that's exciting and opening a door, but. I want to do anything else. Like in terms of, I felt the same. What I, I want to do with my yeah. day. I just love it. I love yeah, it. I, love I was it. like, there is no end date. A few friends would say, if I'm going to give this ten years and this is and this, it's like I'm going to just try and make it work as my life. You yeah. know, like, and I think that is definitely. Yeah. I've noticed the difference in people. People look at it as a bit of a. Um, I don't know that. Then that's getting into a whole other conversation of as you're asking people why they're doing it I suppose yeah, like yeah. what what yeah. is it for you know yeah. and that may that may, that may separate people I think Absolutely. in a lot of yeah, lot of situations I, I think that's a, 
think you're right. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's just a different way of looking at it. And if something, if you find something you desperately love that you just want to do that makes you happy, that makes you feel alive, I mean, I think we're lucky if we know what that is. Oh, oh my god! That's the biggest gift I think all the time. So be I yeah I I count myself very lucky for that too. That's so the many, biggest one. Yeah. yeah. Well, so many people just have no idea. Purpose yes. like question mark crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's quite full on. Yeah. Very rocky. There is Philip. That's Philip. That's the duck. Um, yeah. So to, that's the alarm to move on. To rain us inny inny. Reckon the girls are over sharers. Wait till you see them on Snapchat. <laughs> see what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the Thinker Girls on Snapchat. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um... I want to talk about how um, a conversation that I've had in my head since my latest birthday uh, has clocked over has been a real clear idea of, I wonder what I would need to plan if I wanted to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I talk about everything out loud. I, you know, I riff off my mates. I, I'm really a big planner. So I'm always kind of saying, yeah, this is what's going on with me at the moment. But every single time I say that sentence, I hesitate. And Which that I want to have a baby. Or like thinking about the reality of it. Yeah. And it's even been a hesitation early days, probably before my birthday, the few months before I started saying it out loud with you, Merce, because mm. we work so closely together. We own our business. You know, we can make decisions for ourselves. And so we've got not a luxury, I wouldn't say that, because we're still very tied to certain no, but big corporations. Got, we've certainly but- got more control than if we didn't. Yeah, yeah, to some degree, because then at the same time, you can't really replace me. So, you know, it's a bit tricky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when I don't say that, I mean, you can, but in terms of the Thinker Girls, there's only one yeah. of us, you know? Like, yeah. so that's a bit tricky. Um, but in the end, I think I have also noticed that the reason I've hesitated is because when you say it out loud, people's assumptions are that you are thinking about having a baby now and that's the fu- that is the near future for you and i've and i've i've not wanted that to be the impression because that's mm, not the truth mm. but i've often felt that that's what everyone's walking away with and i thought about this the other day why is that happening why do straight away people assume that it's now and i think obviously now because i have a boyfriend that's happening but i think it's more so the fact that a lot of women, well, most, don't talk about the planning part, A, because I think people are fearful they might not be able to fall pregnant, mm-hmm. and that's understandable, yeah. but then we aren't giving, the society isn't giving, I guess, a warm, understanding, loving vibe around miscarriage or whatever the worst case scenario is for people to not feel comfortable talking, and B, 
everyone freaks when you say pregnancy with work. It just, whether it's yourself, whether it's your friends, whether it's your business partners, whether it's employees, whether it's your bosses, there is this intensity that completely surrounds it. So that means people are led to stop talking about it. When I say planning, I'm thinking like a few years. I had Googled the other day, how much money should you have saved before you have a baby? You ask me, I I'm like, I've got no fucking idea. I don't know. This is where I'm at though. Like I'm not thinking, I can't, I'm not in the position and I don't want to, but no one is talking about it. And I think because nobody I, I, is talking about it, then then it's a shock. I've never once heard a single person, you know, have that kind of foresight to go, I think I might start trying for a baby at some point. I don't know. What's what's it like for you, Kat, as somebody that has kids and does work in, yeah, in a creative I, industry? I am. Um, I, I, me and my husband talked about it for about four years before we actually yeah. tried. Wow. Um, and it was that whole, because in my career, much like yours, I sort of, I didn't know what it would mean. Um, and I worried. I worried that maybe I would make me a different person if I became a mum, and that what if I became a pod person and didn't want to work, or what if what if it just changed and I, I didn't have ambition anymore, or what if I wasn't? I just didn't know what it would do, what it would mean. Um, and then ultimately, we decided it was a bigger risk not to try, so we did, and then it was fantastic. But what I learned from it, and I don't know if I could give any advice, having been a mum for five years now and working, is that. It just kind of works out. Like, I think my advice to anyone who's thinking about having a kid is just do it. And there's never a right time. Like, there is no Mm. such thing as a good time to have a baby. Just Mm. if you want to do it, do it. And then the world will fan around you. It'll just... Because I think once you actually fall pregnant, people know that then it's game on and people kind of can't mess with you a bit. Like, it's like, well, this is the... I think in some ways people... It's a nice way to look at it as well because I think some people have fear around it, but then also a lot of people won't mess with you because I think most people have an understanding that it is the greatest thing a woman oh, can yeah. do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people oh, are like, well, yeah. game on. Like, but Kat, what about from a work perspective though? Obviously you were open with your husband for those four years chatting about, but was that ever a conversation that far out of even thinking about it being you know, a possibility in the future that you, I don't know, speak to anybody in the industry, employers, like, you know, um, yeah, from yeah, a work no, perspective? Everybody. Yeah. I, I talk to a lot of people and, and basically I, mean, I was lucky because I was working for uh, – amazing producers on a, on, on offspring for mm. both and Tangle. Actually, I was pregnant on Tangle as well. Um, and they were just, they were like, great, you know, and they made it possible for me to have, I, was, you know, I mean, not everyone is in this position, but I, they made it possible for me to have my babies on set so I could feed them. They they just did everything they could to make it possible. Um, so I'm, I've realised not everyone's as lucky as me in that regard. But, um, yeah, they were amazing. And I, they were the only people that knew I was pregnant with my son for about five months. So I didn't yeah. tell anyone else. What about the conversation around, um, I guess, why people don't talk about it early days? Do we think that it's more because of, you know, this whole 12 weeks thing, which is obviously a personal choice, but this 12 weeks thing around, um, of you know, uh, that's already a big secret, let alone the steps before you actually try. And so many people are fearful not only of it being mm. safe, but then before you even fall pregnant, it's about whether you can. It's like, it's like everybody wants a success story, so it, no one feels comfortable talking about it unless you actually fall pregnant. 
I kind of want to think about it, but I know that there's also people often like, well, you don't know if it will happen. It's like, mm. well, no shit. I, I, but that doesn't mean I should sit there in silence. I think about that it. I think that is part of it. But then I also do think, from the work perspective, it is this fear around, especially chicks these days. You go to uni, you bust bust your chops for like 10, 15 years to finally get to a point where you're feeling kind of in a groove. To then. I don't know, this fear where you're like, fuck, you know, what does that mean? What does that mean for the next part of my life? Yeah. Do Will, will my yeah. job be held for me? Am I replaceable? And I think that fear, and I think, I don't know, Kat, you'd be able to answer this, but do you think there's a real kind of um, idea of the way that you put it out there to your to the people that you work around your team, the mm. people around you? What message if you're, you give, yeah, If you're yeah. going in with fear and going, would it be okay if, or potentially blah, 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 if you're, you know, a bit nervy and a bit afraid with how mm. you go in with it versus going, nah, this, let's talk about this. This could be a real positive. I think the way people perceive it is, you know, dependent on the way you go in. Yeah, I think, I think that's really true. Um, I think it, I think your attitude with the way you're going is, is really important. And I think, I don't know, I think it's so personal about when you tell. I think with close family and friends, if it doesn't work out and you miscarry, and I don't know, the steps change depending on how old you are. It does happen a lot. Um, then you might want those people to know because it's That's what hard. I um, uh, But in terms of work, um, again, personal, but I think you go in uh, and say, look, this is happening and I'm really, you know, committed to, you know, my job or whatever it is you want to say, but you're not obligated to tell until you're comfortable with it. Yeah. And, and also till you pass your first trimester where, you know, which is the, the tricky part. The other thing is when you cut, when a lot of people choose not to talk about it that first trimester, ironically, that's the time when, you know, you feel the crookest. You know, it's weird that you're not drinking. Yeah, all of a sudden become this big secret. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to keep it under wraps. So that's the ironic thing about it. Yeah, it's hilarious. I don't know. I think the message, though, if anyone is listening and actually going through this, like it's very early days. And I think I'm a bit like you, Kat. My boyfriend and I are just excited to have found each other. So these conversations are happening because we're like, oh, this can happen, Mm. you know. So those things are, it's a little bit down the track, but it's so exciting to even be able to talk about it. Um, But if you are somebody that is looking at doing this, um, in the near future, I think that's the biggest thing I've taken out of this that all, we've all agreed on is that you've really got to try and own it and own your position and, and own that there's nothing you need to apologise for and that yeah. they'll often feed from your energy with how much they kind of push yeah. back or be there. So and be might, strong in it. You don't that you don't need to prove anything to anyone. And that might not even be telling your boss when you know a year out from when you start no. trying if that's not where you you're at do. or what you're feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things okay. are changing. Yeah. We're, yeah, cha- are. we're changing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the women are changing Everybody them. Everybody is. Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a, the best thing you can do. I can just, yeah, it's a fantastic thing. Own and it what doesn't is mean good for you, yeah. I, yeah. Love, I love what you said, yeah. though, everything fans around you. That was That stunning. was just so, yeah. I actually thought of one of those beautiful Japanese fans that just, <laughs> I actually did. And I was like, but that's it's true. poetic. And it was poetic because well, it, yeah. When you make this baby... Um, you just realise that everything else is unimportant. Actually, I mean it's, it's still important, but it, it, nothing is more important than that baby. And when it, it just becomes really clear, and, and I think the world knows that. Yeah. I think all humans yeah. are yeah. looking for connection. All humans, yeah. you know, like there are plenty of people that don't want to have children too. That's fine. But I think we've all got a, a, a greater understanding 
of what life is when there's birth and death, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I think Definitely. people know yeah. that it's built in us as yeah, humans. I don't yeah. think we need to think about it. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Back to your story. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. We've been waiting for you at thethinkergirls.com.au to catch up. Okay, so I want to yeah. talk about, because Philip went off a little bit ago, I want yeah. to talk about um, confidence and um, I don't know how that relates. And the, and the reason that I've been thinking about quiet and confident and the correlation between the two, funnily enough, is because of your boyfriend, Stace, because we um, were in Melbourne for your B-Day dinner that he had organised. Um, uh, what was that? A week and a bit ago now. It'll be a few weeks before yeah. this yeah. drops. Happy when this birthday. airs. I mean, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, double ticks. He did a fucking brilliant job. It was so nice. There was about 15 people there. It was really beautiful. And anyway, one of my besties came along to the dinner who know who – obviously mates with Stace but then didn't really know had never met your boyfriend and mm. she had obviously heard a lot um, of bits and pieces about you guys and your relationship through me so she was like and oh my, my single life because I yeah. think as well when you're a single gal you're looking at other single gals and she how is a single it. gal yeah. too and I think she's very much in a position where she's like you know she's ready to, to meet somebody and there was very few people especially in the media I think Sam Armitage is only the other person that I ever heard yeah. that would openly speak about wanting to meet someone because I think so many girls are women in the public eye it's such a big focus on their dating life I was very open to going, I want to meet someone yeah, and yeah. that I think it's important for people to hear that that are also single going, shit, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So then anyway, she met Ben and was kind of, she was sitting, you know, a couple um, of seats down from him and I would look over to my left and I would see her. She was just like lurking him. Like she'd just be watching him and watching him and Stace interact and, and then she would look at me and go and tap her heart and look at me with this, <laughs> Bless, like my God. Even, like this our, kind even of, our boss before, who oh. his joke that doesn't have it, has a black heart, who we love, <laughs> was like getting right into the yeah. loved up version, wasn't because he? Because it does. It really does emanate. It does emanate when somebody is really in love and you, you feel that through them. And I think that kind of goes through the people that you then talk to that, you know, like it's a really nice thing that it kind of. Um, is shared anyway so naturally Loz and I were having a chin wag as I dropped her home and we were going through the Macca's drive-thru after the dinner and we were discussing all bits and pieces about the night and then she goes oh Ben and Stace oh my god this gives me hope blah 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 they're so lovely they're so good together all this stuff but then she goes Ben he's he's so lovely but he's he's pretty quiet isn't he and I was like yeah, he's quiet, but I'm like, do you think that's a shock because he's with me? That's also like, whoa. Maybe it was in a way, yeah. but I don't know. I don't. I don't think she was shocked. It was just something that she had noted because we were talking about we were talking about him, mm. and she was commenting on how lovely he was, and she it was just one of one of the many things that she'd mentioned about him. Mm-hmm. You know, she, and I said, yeah. He's quiet, but he's co- he's confident. Like, mm. and then I started thinking about it after I dropped her off, right? And I was like. I, I think sometimes the almost the quieter the person, the more confident the person because it, he has this kind of, I don't know, we were, you know, in the past had done karaoke and he's just like chilling back, you know, listening to the conversation. He's soaking it all in, still very engaged. He doesn't have to yell over the top of everybody to be noticed. But then he picks up the microphone and he's just like actually sitting back on it. Have you ever seen anybody sing karaoke sitting? Like, what the fuck? He's so suave. And then he starts singing like Counting Crows, like Miss, Mrs. Jones and, or Mr. Jones. And I was like, this 
this guy. And it was after that night where I was like, oh. And I started to like get my head around who he was a bit more because I was yeah. like before that I thought oh, maybe he is just not Maybe he's like just one of those quiet kind of guys that's happy to listen. But then I was like, oh, and I was thinking about it in my own life. And I, I truly do think that the the time in my life, maybe around like, I don't know, 19, 20, even really up until the last year and a bit, where I feel like I have really come into my bit of myself a bit more and have started this kind of big journey of getting to know myself and all that kind of stuff, that I think I was in social situations needed to be louder because I was like inside, mm. I was lacking confidence. And then it was almost this counter where I'd be like, the less confident I felt, the louder I had to be, the more I had to have my voice heard, the more outrageous or wild or crazy I would have to be. Because then in a way, it kind of covers up for the fact that inside I'm feeling like, oh, so awkward and a bit out of it and and mm-hmm. and not really feeling sure of myself. And... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like over the last year um, I've been probably a bit quieter around, not so much in my close, close group of friends, but but in other situations, not having to always have my voice heard because there's this kind of sense of self-worth and confidence in myself that allows me to kind of sit back. And I thought that was a really beautiful thing yeah. to realise. Yeah, it is. Yeah. My my um my husband Dave is is very centered. Like he, that's what I really liked about him when I met him. And he's not he's not overly extroverted. He's sort of he's got a short shortness about him. He sort of knows who he is, and that's what I really found appealing about him. Um, and that it's it's what you're describing. It's that thing of not needing to be the loudest in the room, not needing to be the center of attention. Speaks when he needs to, but doesn't you know doesn't need need to. And I think so many people really lovely and confident about that. And so many people you hear their voices and it comes across so inauthentic because mm. that's not who they truly mm. are. I think is something else because yeah. we we're, we're taught that whoever well especially with my house was taught whoever speaks the loudest is heard. Oh yeah, mine too. Shocking. Yeah. But yeah. then I think you go through this stage where you're growing up and figuring out who you are, you try on different hats. You know, to try and get oh, to, 100%. Try, to try your and sense all about being like experimenting with different parts and you're like, "All right, this one does not work yeah. for me. I've tried this for a few years yeah. and this is lame now. <laughs> so I'm going to break up with that person. And it is almost like this thing of reintroducing yourself and every time you get back to being a little bit closer to who you are at in you know, in truth. And well, I think that's a really nice thing. Your 30s are the thing. fucking best. And what about when I was saying to you um, the other, oh, I don't know, I did it on the show a few weeks ago where I was like, I am retreating to my eight-year-old self. Because you find you you end up going back. I liked books and being at home and having cuddles and being inside, you know, and all of a sudden. Oh, girls, girls. Sorry, speaking of um, like young selves, it's 3.15 and I have oh. to get my little boy. Okay. Prep. No, oh, oh my goodness. And he needs, no, he needs to be brought to the car. But with yeah. Philip went off anyway. So we would thank you so much for your time, Kat. We really oh, appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you. I'm, I'm, yeah, sorry. I, yeah, no, I can't be late for him. No, and we've gone over. And no apologising. No, we'll, it's all good. We'll see, we'll see you face on Wednesday for Offspring. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely chatting with you. Bye. you. bye. Bye, 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 bye.
You can listen to any of the other podcasts that we do with all amazing women at thethinkergirls.com.au on the Listen tab um, or follow us on Facebook. We'd really, really love um, if you'd give us a bit of a rating and let us know that you're still listening and you're out there. Obviously, we've got lots of different ways for you to consume us at the moment. So it's often a good reminder that you guys are still loving this podcast because we have another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, we actually have a few podcasts that were done a long time ago as well as lots of videos and different ways for you to consume stuff that we do. So by giving us a bit of a rating on iTunes or um, or giving a comment on iTunes, just lets us know that you guys are still out there loving this particular part of the show because um, there's lots of different ways for you to grab us and grab mm. our attention. Yeah, not only that, but then helps it get out there to other people if you are loving it too. Yes. Yeah, yes, that'd be nice. Do. But we'll see you next week. Catch ya. Bye. Bye. Were you part of this convo and want more? Yeah. Join our Thinker Girls Posse on Facebook, Instagram, or thethinkergirls.com.au. Next week on Thinker Girl the Podcast. Do you feel safe opening up to him? Would you feel safe telling him a secret and knowing that you can trust him not to say it? Um, do you feel safe, you know, leaving your dog with him overnight? Like that kind of safety is he going to provide that kind of safety as opposed to that like hyper masculinity which i think we see a little bit too much of thinker girl the podcast with the thinker girls stacy june and christy mercer hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm